Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivian.com. And Tracy.com and it's sex talk S E X T O K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website, listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Hi, Tracy. How are you today? I'm really good, but you must be spectacular because of the launch of Zippy Books, right? Yes, I'm so excited. We've been working on it all summer, and now finally it's not a secret anymore. Zippy Books, my new publishing home for fiction and memoir. Very exciting. With a twist, though, isn't it? With a twist. It's not your average book company. No, I'm trying to do everything differently and really make the author the center of every decision from inception to publication and every business line and every department and the compensation and profit sharing. And I'm just doing everything differently. Yeah. I'm going to try it. See how it goes. God, you are the author champion, aren't you? They're going to love you even more. We're all going to love you even more. <laughs> but I love the idea of the ads within the books. Like why not have advertising within a book? Yeah. I'm still sorting that out. If, how I can do that, if I'm going to do that, what the revenue would be. So we're exploring all sorts of different ancillary revenue streams now. And that's, that's one, but we'll see where we end up, but it's just super exciting to have like mm. the wind at my back, so to speak. It's really awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I love the logo. The logo is really cute. Thank you. Yeah, love it. Love it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. If anybody wants to check it out, you can go to zibbybooks.com and see what we're all about. Very, very cool. Anyway. Okay. I'm excited for some new questions today, Tracy. Okay. Three good Brace ones. yourself. And a sex tip <laughs> per usual. Okay. The first one, my best, and excuse my congestion, I'm having like horrific allergies today. So sorry about that. Question number one, my best male friend has out of the blue confessed that he loves me. I have never thought of him that way. I love him as a friend, but I'm not sure I can move him from the friend basket into the boyfriend basket. Is it really possible for that to happen? We've been close friends for over four years. Should we take it slowly or dive right in there with sex? What if the sex is awful and I only want him as a friend? What then? Now, we get lots of questions like this and I get lots of questions like this. And I picked this deliberately because there's been this massive Canadian study done of 1,900 people and it showed that two-thirds of all couples start out as friends. 
And a lot of them will wait up until 22 months before they actually kick off into romance. So it's a, it's a big thing now. And when I talk to my stepdaughter, she says that they are, I mean, she'll say, oh, I've been going out with him for two months. And it's like, no, you haven't. You've been going out for about six months. She said, oh, no, 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 no. You know, they're friends first. And then if you really like each other, then you move it into a relationship. So I don't know if it's a young thing, but it was true that 68% of those people started out as friends. And that was true across age. So there you go. I've just had my answer. Gender, education, and ethnic. So it's not just a young thing at all. And really, relationship experts have known this forever, that friendship is the perfect base for love. And while lust wears itself out, friendship lasts the course. So it is a very good idea if you do have a friend, a really good friend that you kind of fancy or they fancy you, to give it a a try because it can make some of the best love relationships that you can get. But what everyone worries about is exactly what this person's worrying about is the sex because shouldn't you have had that lightning bolt at the start? Like, shouldn't you have fancied them right from the start? Well, not necessarily. You know, there can be some wobbles, but the news is generally good. Now, I'll start with the wobbles first. Number one, obviously, if you go from being friends to lovers, sex can be a little bit awkward because it's odd that this person that, you know, you're not normally allowed to touch and have sex with, you're suddenly having sex with. So that's an obvious thing. The other thing that can happen is because you're friends, you're so worried about each other. Like, is this okay? Are you fine? Are you having a good time? That you forget about yourself. Like sex with a stranger is quite selfish and you just let lust take over, which generally makes a better sex, of course. So you can be over-worried about each other. The pressure can be enormous because especially if you really do love each other, you really want to make it work, right? So this, of course, can lead to performance anxiety, him having erection problems, you know, you not lubricating, no one's having an orgasm, and it can feel like, oh my God, this is just wrong. It's not wrong. It just means that there's such pressure on you that you just need to relax and give it a few goes. So don't, if it all goes horribly wrong the first time, don't write it off. It's just usually because of the pressure. The other bad thing is that because your friend, you can read each other really well. So say you're in bed with a stranger and you're, you know, giving your piece de resistance some great oral sex trick, which we've talked about. You can tell if that's a friend if it's not working, like, because you can read each other so well. I feel like with this person, though, it's like, it, how could it have never occurred to her? You know what I mean? Like, I feel like it would have crossed her mind at some point if there was any attraction at all. And when she's saying, like, should we take it slowly or dive right in, like, I mean, wouldn't you just say, like, take it slowly, like, try kissing him and see how that goes? You know, one thing at a time, or you want, or you well, think they should yeah, right definitely. in? Yeah, I definitely, I think also, I think when you first meet somebody, I think we, we immediately, our bodies, before we even think about it, do a scan of, is this person somebody I find attractive or not? So maybe she met, if you met somebody, like, say, suddenly I was single and a friend's husband, who suddenly then became single later, who is already very firmly in the friend's basket for a reason, that person is not allowed to be thought of as anything else. So it kind of depends on the circumstance, I think. So maybe there was the reason why this friend was, maybe he wasn't available at that point. So by the time it gets to the point where they're single again, it just doesn't occur to you to think of them that way because they're already so firmly in the friend basket that you don't ever think of them as anything else. So that could have happened. And also, I mean, this whole thing about the lightning bolt, you know, well, shouldn't that have happened at the start? Well, It doesn't really matter when it happens. And what happens when friends do end up having sex is sometimes that's when the lightning bolt happens because 
even though you've known this person, your body doesn't has never had sex with this person. So your brain suddenly sees them as a new relationship. And then suddenly all those love and sex hormones come rushing in. And it then you get the lightning bolt, that bit that we call the lightning bolt at the start. So the act of actually having sex with a friend can trigger the feeling we thought we should have had at the beginning, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so, and the other thing is, is that sex with a person who was a friend beforehand can end up being very good sex because you, friends communicate well. They tend to be quite honest with each other. So you're probably likely to say, yeah, I like this. I don't like that. And, you know, the other thing that friends have, which is the magic ingredient that strangers don't, is that they want it to work. So if you're in bed with a friend and suddenly you realize that you love each other or one of, the, one of them does, you've got a lot of stuff going on there. You're not going to say to somebody, actually, you know what, I don't want another date because your oral sex technique was just rubbish. You're not going to chuck it all out the window. So there's a hell of a lot going for it. So what I would do is I would take Zibby's advice and definitely kiss first because we know if there's something really weird going on, sometimes the smell of somebody, the taste of somebody can really put you off or just be off-putting, more to the point. But... If the kiss goes well, then I would judge it by what do you normally do? Like if this wasn't your friend, are you the sort of person who jumps into bed with somebody on the first day or are you the sort of person who waits weeks? So do what you would do normally with this person. And as for the risk to the friendship, it's already risked now yeah. because he's already come out and said, I'm in love with you. So you might as well give it a try. <laughs> there isn't any going back. So you might as well give it a try. And if it really doesn't work, give it a couple of times. If you want to, because sometimes the first kiss is enough to say, you know what, no. But if it feels okay, take baby steps, you know, if you can. Try, you know, take it as far as you would like to take it and then revise it from there. But yeah, the friendship's already threatened, so you might as well go for it <laughs> and report back. <laughs> report back, please do. I wonder if there's a study, maybe this is a question for another time, of what if there's a different outcome for those, you know, if you say two thirds of relationships start as friends, I wonder if yeah. there's a study on of the relationships that started with friends, do they have a less, a lower divorce rate than people who started out of lust? I think the answer to that is yes, they do. Because I've seen other stuff about that, that friend, people who start as friends, people who score really high chemistry and lust at the start of relationships, they burn out. They tend to have, they tend to not last very long. Whereas people who have the slow burn, which suggests friendship first, or like a friendy type start to it, last longer, which makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. sex part of the relationship is the biggest, the quickest thing to die. It's, it always is, you know, so you've got it. I mean, you're only, how often can you have sex in a day? There's only so much time, isn't there? The rest of it, you have to talk to each other. You have to get on, you have to <laughs> do stuff, you know? So it makes sense that the friendship bit, is what keeps relationships going more than the sex bit. <laughs> I know this is a sex podcast, but it's logical, isn't it? Okay, question number two. Oh my gosh. Okay, my wife of 20 years and I love each other dearly. We share the same values. We have similar likes and dislikes, but not when it comes to sex. This is sort of a corollary of the first question. We are very different sex mm. types. I'm adventurous. She's conservative. I adore foreplay. She wants to go straight to intercourse. I'm a giver. She's a receiver. She likes sex in one position. I crave variety. If I'm honest, she's a rather selfish lover. We've talked a lot about it, and I've read a lot about it, and I don't think things can or will change. But I couldn't leave her, as despite all this, I really, really do love her. Recently, she said that she doesn't mind if I do my own thing sexually and have the adventure I feel I need, provided I practice safe sex and don't tell her. My question is, should I take up this offer? And if so, how and where? I mean, I would say no. Oh, I mean, I would say- I know. I don't think she meant that. Do you think she really meant that? Maybe- like, 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe she uh, well, I reckon, yeah, I reckon she she meant to. It sounds to me like they've talked a lot about it. But, but I mean, this is a really good question because we don't talk a lot about approved sex within marriage. We talk a lot about affairs, but we don't talk about approved sex. And But first up, the thing that I thought was, listen, all of these problems are solvable. They really are. And the problem would be that she's a receiver and I'm a giver. Well, that's the perfect combination, isn't it? Giver and receiver. So what's missing here is the willingness to change. And I think it's on both sides, not just her side. And also, why is she the selfish one? Just because she likes the, doing the opposite to you? That's not selfish. That's just called a mismatch of compatibility. So that doesn't mean she's selfish just because she wants to do, you know, just because one person wants adventurous sex and the other one wants quite vanilla sex, that doesn't make them selfish. It just means that you've got an incompatibility problem. So I would say that they are solvable. My question would be, were you ever compatible sexually? Like, so was it everyone, everything was great and it's just gone now into a different direction? Or if there was never sexual compatibility, then I can understand why you're looking outside the square. But I think what's really clear here, which is different than other relationships where I get asked this question, she's not saying, I don't want to ever have sex with you again. She's saying, you want to have adventurous sex, so go and get that elsewhere, but make sure it's safe sex. So she's not saying, she's she's saying basically, yes, I still want to have sex with you, but I want to have our sex that you see as boring and I don't. So it's a very different scenario than somebody who, which is the stuff I normally get, saying, my partner refuses to have sex with me. She said, or he said, he's not interested at all. So, you know, and they've said, look, we're going to turn a blind eye if you seek it elsewhere. This is not a sexless relationship. So it's different. So have you exhausted all the options? Because don't kid yourself, even approved sex outside of marriage is very risky. This happens more than you think, though, Zibby. I mean, the first one is when somebody suspects their partner is having an affair but turns a blind eye. They really don't want to know. And that's often to do with a trade-off. It might be somebody who one person, you know, loves the lifestyle, has beautiful house, great kids, doesn't want to jeopardise that lifestyle and decides, you know what, I don't really mind if they're going to have a bit on the side. I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. So that can be the trade-off. Sometimes one person loves another one more than the other person and they prefer to have part of them than risk losing them completely. The other thing is sometimes, and this happens more often than you think, Relationships over years, particularly with people who've been together forever, they morph into friendship. And sometimes one person just is really happy with just the friendship and the other person wants to remain sexual. So they kind of say, okay, well, in return for the companionship and the stability and the love, I know you expect, still want sex. I don't want to give it to you so you can sink it elsewhere. Health issues is another reason. And this is often the saddest because often you'll get, say, a couple who love each other, have great sex, and one of them gets sick. And because they love each other so much, they say to their partner, look, I know how much pleasure you got from sex and I don't want you to miss out on that. So feel free to go and get it elsewhere. And of course, couples like that love each other so much that the person goes, well, actually, I don't want to have sex with anyone else but you. So that sort of, there are ways that you can get around that, but that's a whole other conversation. But the last one is exactly what's happened here. The do what you need to do, but I don't want to know. So, you know, Zippy's got a point there. I think you do need to check. <laughs> Did you actually mean that? Or were you just saying that in anger or as an off-the-cuff 
remark, right? First up. And I can't make the moral decision for this guy, but here would be my advice if you do go down that path. Number one, please be sensitive and discreet. She's already said she doesn't want to know, so don't give her any grounds for suspicion that you actually are up to anything. So cover your tracks really well. Resist the urge to boast. Don't tell anyone. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell your family. Tell no one what you're doing. Don't do it with anyone you know. I hope that's a given. If you value your marriage, which sounds like you do, I wouldn't do it with anyone twice because people think it's very easy to separate sex and love. Not so easy. Maybe a sex worker is a, is a more honest way to go and at least you can say, okay, this is what I want to do because you obviously have certain things that you want to act out that she's not prepared to do with you. You could try one of those websites for married people who want to connect, don't want to leave their partners, but do want to have sex, obviously have safe sex, which she's told you. But also, most importantly, don't give up having sex with your wife because there are solutions there. There really are. And also, if you're getting the wild sex that you crave, with somebody else, you might actually find that you quite enjoy the intimate, slower, maybe tamer, more loving, intimate sex that you have with your wife. So don't give up on that because you might change your mind down the road. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Interesting. What do you think about that? I think that's all good advice. Yeah. But I think that I think if I were advising this couple, I would I would I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. I just don't think it's worth it. Like how big a deal is it? Like he's already having sex with his wife. He loves her. Like how, how, how badly does he need this other type of sex? I don't know. I think it's too big a trade-off. I I think there's too much risk and too much betrayal and emotions and who knows. And now you have other people in the mix and I don't know. I think that sounds like things it's very are very risky. I, I think it's risky. It is, but I mean, for, for him, it obviously is really important. Like to, I know, to lots I guess of people, it is, yeah. no, I, sex is. And I suppose if he's been having, say they've been not, together. I'm not trying to say years. sex isn't important, but I'm just saying he's yeah. already having sex with his wife. Yeah, do you know is, what I mean? Yeah. It's it's like it's it's one thing if like what you said that if she was sick and she couldn't have sex anymore, like they're having sex, mm. or she's not said exactly no. the type of sex he wanted. I don't know. I mean. Mm. Maybe yes. it's, maybe it really is that important to him. I, I don't. Maybe it's so vastly different. I'm not saying he has to settle, but in a way, like it's all a trade off. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And I think the way the letters worded, I just got this. She does this, and I want that, and she wants this, and I want that, and she's a selfish lover. I mean, maybe there are bits that she you're not mentioning which a why she's a selfish lover, but that's not a selfish lover just because she doesn't want what you want. Yeah, is it? No, 
And she's definitely not saying I don't want sex. So anyway, interesting. So some things to work with there. It'd be interesting to get a reply to that and see what this this guy yeah. thinks about that answer. I think maybe that they might want to like pop into a therapist or something, you know? Maybe there's a way to work yeah, it out. that's a better idea. <laughs> I kind of got the impression they had. Yeah, it sounds like they've, that this is a really big deal. Talked I don't about know. it, read I, about it, explored it. I don't know. Yeah. It just seems like you're opening up the door to a lot of risk. That's all. But I'm particularly risk-averse as a person, so who knows? Okay, <laughs> third question. What are your thoughts on this? It's been bugging me forever and I can't take it out of my mind. This is all part of the question, by the way. This guy and I had a thing for years on and off. And while having the most passionate sex, he would gladly accept a blowjob from me, but wouldn't but wouldn't go down on me at all. I am the cleanest person ever and don't understand why he would refuse when I asked him to. I'm thinking maybe because he would only do this to his wife and nobody else, or he's just not experienced. Thoughts. So Though he's married? Like- yeah, he's married. Yeah. It's just interesting, isn't it? Because you go through the whole question and then she just, then she throws in the wife. She's having a thing with this guy. All right. Well, okay. <laughs> what do you think, Tracy? Well, I think that sometimes when people cheat, particularly people who cheat a lot, they put little rules in that make themselves feel better about it. So, you know, if I only have oral sex and not intercourse, that's not really cheating. You know, somebody else we know said that. Clinton. If I pull out before orgasm, it doesn't count. You know, I mean, maybe oral sex was the only thing that he did with his wife that he didn't do with you or with anybody else that he was cheating with. So they kid themselves that they're staying faithful on that level. And this is your gut instinct about it all. And I always trust gut instinct. So I'd say that could be the reason. Now, this is a very big topic at the moment because this whole like what happens if one person expects oral sex but the other person won't give it and it's become one of these topics that you have to tread very very carefully because today if somebody doesn't want to do something sexually they shouldn't have to do it this is the thinking which I would challenge in some ways but anyway it is the thinking about oral sex and I'm never suggesting ever that if you don't want to do something you should be forced to do it but it needs to cut both ways. You can't have somebody saying, you know, I don't want to give you oral sex, but I expect you to give me oral sex. That is just not fair, unless unless you have a very good excuse, which might be some past oral sex trauma or something. Yes, of course, in that situation, it applies. But So I have no issue with somebody who says, do you know what? Oral sex is just not my thing or, you know, in my culture, it's not the right thing to do. So do you mind if we just skip that part and focus on everything else? Fine. What's not fine is when somebody says, listen, in my culture, you know, women are allowed to do it to men, but men aren't allowed to do it to women. And I think that you should accept that even though that's not your culture. I have problems with that. Do you agree with that or, or is this particularly unwoke or what? I don't know that this is even a woke thing. I think this is just mutual respect, right? I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think, think you've so. turned it, like, I guess there are, I don't know enough about different cultural sensitivities and acceptances of different sex moves. I've never even thought about that before, no. but I don't know. I would no, say, I yeah, I would say this isn't, you know, I, I don't not, know. Yeah, this is mutual respect. Now, listen to this, though. So the reason, the other reason why it's becoming a thing is that cunnilingus is traditionally the least performed sex act in history, right? What? Historically, it's always been the least. Yes, absolutely. And it's even less now right? So this is not a good thing. Now, if you speak to sex therapists, it's not the instant reaction is men are inconsiderate, men are being coming selfish lovers, etc, etc. No, not necessarily. The main reason why men aren't giving as much oral sex now is that women 
push them away. There are a hell of a lot of women out there who hate their genitalia, which is really upsetting and disturbing. The other thing that's happened is that men are now, like because of things like this, like this podcast, that it's a skill. They know they need a skill to make women orgasms through oral sex. And if they don't know, if they don't feel they know enough about it, they're just not going to go there for fear of looking stupid. So if somebody isn't giving you oral sex, ask them why. Just find out whether, you know, because they might say, look, you know, I've found that most women don't want me to, or they might say, I'm not sure what you like. But if they do turn around and they just say, you know what, I don't want to, I don't like the smell of it, I don't like the look of it, fine, you say fine, but don't expect me to give it back. I mean, I also think, I also think somebody who doesn't want to perform oral sex or receive oral sex is, is, is wiping out such a big, important part of love, because of sex, because that's often how most people get their orgasms, particularly women. And it's a mark of a good lover. I mean, it's so someone who gets into oral sex, to me, is that they're truly accepting of you. I mean, they're right up close and personal with your most private part. I just think it's such a rejection if somebody wouldn't want to do that. And the sort of guy who's going to say, you know, you know what, I want you to give me oral sex, but I'm not going to give you any, is not the sort of guy who's then going to turn around to a woman who gets most of her orgasms with her partner through oral sex. He's not going to turn and then say, but by the way, if you want to bring your vibrator into the bed, then that's going to be fine. It just doesn't go with the personality, does it? No. So what's she supposed to do? Just not have any orgasms ever again <laughs> with her partner? <laughs> Stupid. Hey, lady. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, I think (laughs) her original question, I think that he did it. Was was he doing it because he didn't he was inexperienced or because he was being faithful to his wife? I reckon he was trying to be faithful to his wife in that one way. Yeah. Don't you? Yeah. That would be mine. Or he's pretty selfish with his wife as well. Or he just doesn't like to do it. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Well, whoever wrote this. Give us the PS to this whole situation. We want to hear <laughs> what happened next. We do want to hear. Okay, Tracy, what's your sex tip of the week? The sex tip of the week is to, going back off the, off the back of the oral sex thing, is don't get too hung up about not making a fool of yourself in bed because it can get you into all sorts of troubles. And, I mean, I get we get loads of letters saying, oh, I just embarrassed myself by doing this, or I'm too, I want to try this, but I'm too embarrassed, I'll look stupid or whatever. I mean, if you're not getting embarrassed in bed, if you're not having those moments where you think, oh my God, let the earth swallow me up, you're not taking any risks. So you're being the most boring lover in the world. So you're better off taking a risk with your lover, looking stupid, which they're not going to think you look stupid anyway, and feeling embarrassed. Then you are always playing it safe and just being the world's most boring lover. So take a risk, don't worry about it. (laughs) (laughs) How to avoid being the world's most Boring Lover by Tracy Cox. <laughs> <laughs> take risks. You have to. Number one, take risks. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tracy. Thanks for all these great questions. Thanks to everybody for writing in and giving us so much fun stuff to discuss every week and so much to choose from. We love hearing the the PS, the you know conclusion after you've heard our answer and what you think about it or even what you've done. So feel free to write in again on sextalkpod.com. And of course, check out tracycox.com for all her amazing advice and tips and tricks and uh, endless resources (laughs) on her own website tracycox.com thank you okay well good luck with the book venture between now and then god knows what she will have done by next week (laughs) probably started a new country or something (laughs) okay become 
president. Run for president. No, thank Zippy you. is president. Oh my gosh. No, no way. He, no, he no, no that dog. Yeah. No yeah. interest. Thank not you. Dog. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 